you cannot have access to my social media, to my email, okay? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Hello, coworkers. Welcome back to this week's episode of the We Outside After Work podcast. I'm your host, Dana. I'm your boy, Aaron. Yeah. Voice. <laughs> That's your voice? My Dana voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, guys, we are a little delayed with this episode because we just had a lot going on. Yeah, it was like COVID was going on for people and strep throat and uh, just time. It's, it's been a lot. Yeah. The season. We were, to, we were supposed to have a guest. She had COVID, so hopefully she's okay. Yeah. Shout out to you, Shout girl, to you. if you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's get started. So we just wanted to have a very lighthearted episode. Another uh, edition of the We Out, not We Outside, another edition of the Spill It Game. Because we love them. We love them. Like, we F with them and they F with us heavy. And they sent us a care package with their new version of the, what is it, wine night pack? So, yeah, we have the extended version. And I, I think I spoke to Brandy on Instagram a couple of days ago. Oh, wow. We never met Alexis, who's the third member of the Spill It team. I met Alexis, though. Okay. She just wasn't on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually met another Alexis during my, my new job. So I was like, oh, you know, this is this is fate. Y'all are our friends. Like, this is this is why we love Spill It's the universe, yeah. Aligning, connecting the dots, and Shout reasons why we love them. So this is what we're going to play today. Ooh. Them things look brand new. They are. We actually got two packs of each one, so. So if y'all having any game nights, uh, y'all just chilling with the family. You bored. You and your significant other just chilling. Pull out the cards. Play Spill It. Go to go to, go to their website first. If you can't find it on their website, then you can go to Amazon. But, you know, go direct to consumer. You feel me? Right. And I will be dropping the link of where you can buy this version in the description of this episode. So let's get started. In no particular order. Okay. The first question, first question says... For you, Aaron, how do you see yourself obtaining financial freedom? Well, um, first and foremost, I got me a new job recently, and I'm in sales now. And I was a, I was a little hesitant on getting back into sales because you know having children, especially young children, a bad week could really set you back. But I'm at a point where I'm putting my destiny in my own hands, and. Is it only commission based? No, it's not or only salary and commission. It's management, so it's salary plus commission. But at the mm -hmm. same time, I'm not looking at the salary as anything but bonus because okay. the structure of which it is, I get paid for a lot. Not only what the other people do, but what I do also. So I'm going to be a lot more creative. I'm going to put myself out there and really market not just my establishment, but me in general. You know, put myself in front of people and recognize that I am the financial freedom. I am what they need to come and look for because I'm a commodity. And I think a lot of us need to get back into that feeling of, you know, it's not the business that we do. It's us. Like when you get into real estate, it ain't, oh, this house is what I'm going to sell. It's like, no, I'm selling Dana. 
How you don't get into real estate? Because, well, you was getting into real estate. When you're doing yeah. your stocks and your trading and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. That's Dana. Fuck the product. You know the product. You don't want us doing the material, like we said yeah. before. You right. know the material. So, you know, that's that's how I'm gonna get to financial freedom. Okay. So it's basically you selling yourself, aka Damn. your body. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, if if you paying, I'm playing. Forty dollars ain't it. You feel me? Okay. If that's how you feel. Just but say, better come correct. Yes. Speaking of new jobs, I actually got a new job as well. Yes. We out here really just grinding and getting to our next level and our better version of ourselves. So I was pretty happy about that. And my way that I feel like I want to obtain financial freedom, because for me, I see that as buying your time back, mm -hmm. meaning, yes, I'm still working, but I'm able to do what I want to do with my time based off what extracurricular activities I'm doing in order to make extra funds, right? Instead of corporate. So yeah, I know I talk about options trading. So that's literally what I want to do full time. Mm -hmm. And that's also how I feel like I can buy my time back and get my financial freedom. We're, and we're not going to do real estate because DJ Envy got the block hot right now. I still want to get into real estate. For, okay. <laughs> With real estate, though, number one, interest rates are high as fuck. So it don't make sense to buy. Two, that whole DJ Envy thing and uh, was it Caesar? I think his name is Penguin. The Penguin? Was Caesar Pena. Is oh, okay. Yeah, oh, but that's, that's what they're the making fun of him okay. as. Okay. Yeah, it's all alleged, but he did get arrested, though, um, Caesar. But the thing with this story, though, and this is just a little side tangent, that I feel like is weird is the fact that DJ Envy is trying to say he also was scammed by his business partner and had no idea. And I find it hard to believe because he's such, especially on the radio, like he's such a um, involved kind of person and he talks about all the different things that he's doing. So for me, I don't know how true that is, but it's hard to believe that you didn't really know where these funds was coming from. Have you ever paid attention to Envy? He don't look like a sucker. It's like he just got that sucker vibe. Like he looked like the type of person that could be hustled. He seems very like genuine. No, no he's <laughs> he seems genuine. Like, but but at the same time though, because his partner Caesar the Penguin, whatever they call him, he seems like the scammer. So it doesn't make sense for. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense for me. So but, we'll see when more information comes out. And we're not going to jump on this topic too much, but just for, for all people that's looking for financial freedom, especially when it comes to like NBA players and uh, rappers and different things like that, a lot of them get their money involved in shady shit unknowingly sometimes and knowingly. I'm not going to act like some niggas don't be doing shit on purpose, but it's like you need to map investments you need to make smart choices with your money because that's that financial freedom that's really going to put you in a good spot right and what it is oh go ahead keep going my bad it's all good like lebron he's trying to be a billionaire he's not going to make investments that's going to make his money funny like he might fail at investments we all do 
but he's not going to put himself in a position where it's like, yo, I can't trust this money that he's bringing in. He might go to jail or anything like that. You don't want that kind of money. All my money needs to go to positive things. It might not be positive profits, but it's going to be positive things. So just Mm -hmm. watch how you're playing with your money. Yeah. And I feel like, yes, it's great to hire a financial advisor, but I don't, it's not smart to know nothing about where your money is going as far as like, you've never seen the books, you've never seen the accounts, who has access to your accounts. You kind of just believe what this accountant or someone who's allocating your funds says. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like it is smarter for you to just understand what's going on with your accounts and actually see what is going on so that you don't get got like a lot of these celebrities have in the past. It's okay. But um, I didn't mean to, you know, bite off of the Breakfast Club this morning or this afternoon, whatever time we're doing this podcast and y'all listen to it. So we're doing this at 9 p.m. Shout out to, shout out to Charlemagne the God. Shout out to DJ Pro, uh, Ponzi, whatever his name is. You know, it is what it is. DJ Envy? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Allegedly, it's a Ponzi. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go to the next one. Next one says, and this is for you, name something you do that shouldn't be embarrassing what it is. What do you do that's embarrassing? You know, I don't think it's embarrassing at all. I just think that sometimes I'm just a really good, fun dad. Mm Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, Jaden is just so embarrassed when I like dance in the store. I mean, I see his like I see his face in your Instagram stories, the one you're even recording. Like he like, seems like he don't want to be around you because it's so. He, he loves it deep down. Like my little football man loves it when I call him that. And How you know? Because he he likes he smiles in the inside. He don't smile on the outside, but in the inside, I could tell that he's. <laughs> happy that his dad is just so supportive of him mm-hmm. he's around his friends and he's trying to be cool and i want to give him a kiss on his cheek and stuff like that like it's intimacy it's you're doing life. too much no like because you, you know what i think I about him. you can you can express your love right but to be that parent that's like what is it like just like overbearing like if he's with his friends trying to be cool how old is he like 13 14 well, yeah, so it's like you don't want your dad kissing you on the cheek when you at a football practice. So this is the type of dad I am, right? I'm the type that'll go pick him up from school. I'll play his favorite song really loudly so everybody can hear it because that's his song, right? And we'll sing the Pokemon theme song together because that's what we do. Like, we love that song. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, he's kind of just finding himself, right? And finding his... Mm-mm-mm. What? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I do feel like it is a little much just because I remember when I was younger and like if I'm around my friends and my parents are trying to like give me a kiss on the cheek or like, it's like we don't we don't need all of that when my friends are around. Mm, don't put your jeans on me. No, you better. I want to be the very best, just like you do when we by ourselves. Don't get don't get over here. Too good. For, too good for me. A show. Yeah, that's definitely embarrassing. Something I do that shouldn't be embarrassing, but it is. I would say, what the fuck do I do? I don't do anything. It's so embarrassing when I wear glasses. I'm blind. 
I know, but you clearly think it's embarrassing when you wear your glasses in public, but it's nothing. I don't think it's embarrassing. I just don't like having shit on my face all the time. Like with glasses, I can feel when it's like on my nose and like behind my ears. So I'm not nasally, but like just this feeling of something being here, I don't like it. So I would prefer wearing my contacts. But today, like it was a very long, stressful day. And I'm like, fuck these contacts because I'm probably going to go to sleep once we're done um so something that i feel like is embarrassing um to relate it to the podcast now that i think about it i feel like i always shout out my grandma Mm -hmm. why is that embarrassing i feel like it's a little much sometimes we love no yeah we love her but it's like i feel like some coworkers are probably like okay how many times you gonna shout out anna we get it yeah that but at the same time it's not because it's embarrassing it's because like okay we get it but we always gonna shout out Nana. That's our Nana, right? Yeah, that's so, okay. Just like right. I shout out that I was number one in the nation. Like you know, I get that you won't be out there. People. I don't think that's embarrassing. That's just you feeling yourself a lot. Cause I'm that nigga. And that's how you feel. Okay. Next question. Sorry if my energy is down, guys. I just had a day. And I'm tired. You know, I think most people had a day so far if they are watching. Mm-hmm. Let's actually take an intermission break and talk about something that is going viral right now. That stupid ass list. Oh. <laughs> you know how many people sent that to me? Like, I'm... it was probably like five people that sent me that oh, list. Oh, wait. Can I stop you real quick? What? The list itself. Are you pro list? Or are you anti-list? Because you don't come off as the type of person that would go to a lot of those places. <laughs> so, I... Listen, okay? The act, the, that specific list, I feel like was very immature. Yes, it was. I'm not opposed to having lists, which are preferences, right? <laughs> for what you want. But this specific list, if you haven't heard, guys, it's a list that a group of women on Facebook allegedly came up with on where not to go for first dates. So they had the movies on there. They had golfing. They had Waffle House, Applebee's, like all of the uh, franchise restaurants like yep. Applebee's, red lobster and the crazy thing is when i was on my youtube wave like just doing reviews and like little vlogs or whatever i did an episode well not episode but i did a video where me and a friend were saying how a first date at the movies is like the worst thing mm-hmm. because we've done it and if you're meeting someone for the first time in person, like, yes, you can have conversations over the phone, but in person to me is different. So my first time I ever went to the movies on a date, this was like before or during college. And low key, I kind of felt catfish though, because this guy was just, <laughs> he was just bigger than his pictures and all his pictures were headshots. Like, we FaceTimed and all of that, but, like, I didn't see the body until I got there. You didn't just meet people in school, like a normal high school? No, this was, like, in college. This wasn't... Sorry. Yeah, this. I'm pretty sure this was in college, where, like, FaceTime was becoming a thing. Because in high school, like, there wasn't really FaceTime. Um, 
yeah, so we went to the movies and it was pretty awkward. Like, number one, I didn't really want to be there. But since I was there, I'm like, you know, let me just be on this date. Sorry, that's. Huh? I said, was he snoring? He wasn't, but it was just very quiet, obviously, because we at the movies. And I think he tried to hold my hand. And it was just like very awkward because like, I don't really know you. And then after the movies, we went to, I think it was an Applebee's actually in the same <laughs> plaza. <laughs> and I feel like I had to do most of the talking and he didn't really say too much. Huh? You went to the one in Linden? Maybe. Cause I'm, I'm you grown now, shit. <laughs> no, yeah, like, but everything is there, right? Like you have Applebee's, it's Dragonfly over there too. <laughs> So we went there and it was just very awkward. And we honestly didn't really talk much after the date as far as texting. Cause I guess he felt like my body language, like I wasn't really trying to, you know, be upon him and vice versa. But till this day, we still follow each other on Instagram. Well, I don't follow him. He follows me and he always looks at my stories. Follow him back. No, Why not? but he's, he wasn't, he's been in the gym like crazy. So he's improved. He's upgraded. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, congrats to him. But obviously, somebody's checking the page. But um, in other news, <laughs> that's Jade, by the way. Um, I do think that the list was missing out on nuance, right? There are times where certain things is acceptable. Certain people, for certain reasons, it's acceptable. Time, right? If I don't have the time to do certain things based on my my career or whatnot, let's do a quick coffee date. Let's just make sure we get to know each other, have a quick moment, and blah blah blah. Right? Something yeah. also require multiple steps in the first date. If you go to the movies, you don't usually end your night at the movies. You might go out to eat before or after. So I would say don't do the movies. Don't do the movies at all for a first date. You can do that the second date. But what if somebody really likes movies, right? Or what if somebody really like, like movies? <laughs> of understanding individuals, so um, you got to get to know people. You got to vet, 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 vet people. Like you need to know what do you actually like, and that's that'll alleviate this entire problem. It does, but specifically out of everything on that list, all I want to say is the movies is not a good first date because you need to communicate in person, but because it's not the same as texting or talking on the phone. Like however the vibe is over the phone, it's not like that in person. It'll either be better or it'll be worse. So I feel like you need to do a date like a golfing or bowling because I think I saw those on there too. And do an activity, right? Where like you can see how competitive a person gets and everybody either. That's what I'm saying. It's a nuance thing. That's what I'm saying too. Like we're literally agreeing. Like you have conversations <laughs> to see what you guys like and then go from there. But the fact that they created a list off of like I don't know, I just feel like the fact that it went viral, some people are gonna take that um as something to follow because that's what happens with Instagram and social medias is something that goes viral. It's like, Oh, all right, I'm going to take it and run with it. Like, I don't want to do none of this on my first date either. And most women don't like, I remember growing up and maybe because I'm not 18 anymore or 17 Olive Garden, red lobster, that shit was destination. Like, Oh, I'm looking forward to getting them free breadsticks. Like girls used to be excited about Olive Garden growing up. 
now we've it's the age too yeah but what did we actually upgrade to are we going to these fancy ass restaurants with no real personality because they got some fancy little food on the plate that ain't got shit on the plate like if you like well, my my first dates it's usually nothing on that list well it is like a bowling but as far as like the restaurants like it's not at applebee's or none of those food chains only because like i do like authentic kind of food okay. so we'll have a conversation if you don't mind give me an example of what a restaurant should look like if you're going on a first date so this isn't what it should look like this is from my preference so my first date was I told this person I like Mediterranean food. We went to an authentic Mediterranean spot that had like the lamb, they had the hookah. Um, it was BYOB, but it wasn't like a super fancy ass. For me, it's not about it being fancy. It's just about, okay, I told you I like this and you find a spot that has that kind of food and we go there. Mm -hmm. So again, it's based on conversation. I don't like Mediterranean. I think it's kind of trash. Okay, you're trash. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> JK. No, Mediterranean is good, though. You got to find a spot that really knows how to cook. There's a spot in um, New Brunswick. I'm not giving it out, though, because. Free pub. Anywho. Um, yeah, they, they don't pay us. For for me, if I was in the, in the, the business of taking someone out on a first date, what I would definitely do is. I'm going to understand what their interests are. I'm going to see what makes them smile because that way I can easily captivate them by the thing that told me that they like. As a man, you have to put your foot down when it comes to setting that tone on the first date. Obviously, you don't want to just make some shit up. I'm not going to be like, all right, Dana, you you look like you like this. Let me take you there. Like, no, that's not And a woman is very, very interested in effort and anticipation. If you can't make a woman feel like you put an effort in and she's looking forward to going out with you, it's not going to be a good experience. Like you might be successful. You might get some ass on the first night if that's what you're really looking for. But you're not going to get that long term like, yo, that date meant something to me. Like that's what you want. You want that first date to really, really have lasting energy. Mm -hmm. um, I know she even had a bad first date. So, yeah. Yeah. With with first dates for me, I like when you give me options. Like, if you give me two to three options, that's usually what I've gotten. You huh? funny shit. You funny shit. Yeah, give me options for my first date. Now. That's, what they, that's what I've experienced. Like, I'll tell them what I like, and they'll give me, like, two to three options, and then be like, all right, which one you like? And I'm like, oh, I like this one. But I'll pick the options based off what they give me. So that's still them taking the lead and, like, you know, trying to find out what I like. Yeah, okay. Dana's in what? <laughs> Dana's in control. I'm not in control. I'm telling you, like, anyway, enough about my dating life, okay? Let's get back into this game. All right. So it says the category is people who shouldn't be famous. I know the easy one. The easy one is obviously the Kardashians. Um, it's things about them that just what's the point um but i think a lot of reality tv um basketball wives rappers wives like i'm not gonna knock them for being famous but like why do i know who Krishan rock or uh ari fletcher like why do i know these people well it's usually because it's their relationships of who they're with right yeah because, but then if they break yeah. up popular like i don't but I don't, then 
what also happens too is the baby, I don't want to say baby mother, but like the girlfriend or the mother of their child, they end up building their own platform and their own following. Because there's a few content creators who were connected to like little babies, um, baby mother, little Dirk, like you said, like they have YouTube channels, they've come out with their own brand. So I think they do utilize that but level of influence to build their own platform. Which I don't find anything wrong with that because what's wrong with them having their own money too and having like just in case things fall out, right? So, you know, you have security in that way. Yeah. So let me preface this by saying I have no problem with the individuals that are able to make it off of having no talent. I have a problem with individuals who allow them to make it because they have no talent. I don't think it's no talent though. Like it's they're running a business are they? at that point or they just- are, especially the kardashians like I literally every single thing and it is based off of their last name they mm-hmm. have businesses like kim kardashian she literally has like four different businesses yeah but that's already pre-conce- preconceived infrastructure right her mom was already loaded her dad was already loaded so it's things that she that's didn't even privilege. It seems that she didn't even have to work for that were already there. So she didn't have the risk associated with it. So I'm not knocking her. You know, I think there's still risk though, because when she starts the business, right? Like in order to keep it up, she does have to have some level of knowledge and intellect to run a business. Cause there's been plenty of celebrities in the past who's had clothing lines and different mm-hmm. brands and they flop because they either didn't have like the revenue or they didn't have the knowledge how to run a business. And I feel like whatever people do say about Kim Kardashian, like she's still a really good businesswoman. And I'm not knocking that. But what I what I mean by risk, right? When Dana, and I don't mean to make this personal, but I'm just going to use you. Don't make it personal. When Dana wants all of her savings, all of her checking into this trade business, because I know it's going to work. Dana doesn't have the room for it not to work. Whereas Kim, you can say, you know what? I'm going to put some money into law school. It doesn't even scratch the pockets. I'm going to put some money into, uh, what is that called? Um, fuck. Can't think of the word right now. When you're trying to help people. Um, fuck, help me, Dana. Yeah, like foundations and all that shit. Nonprofits. I can, I can do all that kind of stuff. It doesn't hurt me, right? I can give money away. It doesn't hurt me. That but that's is, the privilege, right? Yes. And that also eliminates risk. The risk that she takes doesn't have a drawback because she's that's money she can lose. So it's like when you have situations like that, I can take more chances. I you can. can. That's and, that are, but I feel like in her case, because it is legacy where, you know, her father was a big time lawyer for celebrities and then her mother became like a, a huge like conglomerate and entrepreneur. Uh, manager, it's like, can you knock the kids who take advantage of their privilege? Not at all. Like, yeah. So my thing is, like, I don't think she's famous for no reason. I think people are just like she has an alluring energy. Number one, and it was the sex tape, right? I'm sure <laughs> you know that helped. But besides that, like, that could have just been all those years ago, and then you know it would have stopped. But the fact that it's been, they're like on season 10 or 11 or something crazy of the Kardashians on Hulu. So people literally keep feeding into their um, 
lives because they want to know more and it's because they share a lot of information and people they want to feel like all right let me see what's the latest thing she's doing um whenever she puts out or drops a new product for her skims it sold mm -hmm. it sells out so, so she has that influence so part of the the issue that i'm seeing is a lot of women are pushing people to the top that don't necessarily need to be pushed to the top the hip-hop wives and all that kind of stuff the Kardashians, that's that's women generated business that they don't necessarily need to do. Now, I'm not going to absolve men from this. I don't, mm. I'm going to say the same thing about men, especially the the sewer dwellers, the basement niggas the, who live in a mom crib. That's how niggas like DJ Academics got popping. Like, it's no reason why this nigga is the voice of hip hop. Yeah, he shouldn't. With all due respect, he can be very knowledgeable. You know, anybody could want to listen to him if they want to listen to him. But he doesn't even have the, the, like, a, the authority to speak on certain things. And he's getting deals left and right. Now, granted, that's also great marketing, great business acumen. So I'm not knocking the individuals. I will never tell DJ Academics that he's not doing what he's supposed to do with his platform. Because he did it on his own. But mm -hmm. why the fuck is it like? I don't know. Especially, yeah, when I, I never liked him from the beginning, to be honest. So I can't even speak on him because, like, he just seems so random to me that <laughs> it's like, why am I listening to your opinion? And but that's what podcasts, right? Like, they give opinions. But I think the level of his opinions and how the culture put him on that pedestal, because that's really what it is. And speaking of the culture, right, I was having this conversation earlier with someone and like recently I watched, I went to the movies to go see, it was called um, Leonardo DiCaprio's new movie. With Robert De Niro? Yes. I just saw that in a movie. It was called The Killer, The Killers of the Flower Moon. I don't watch that be winning awards. I don't go to the movies for those. Okay, well, I went because Leonardo DiCaprio is one of my favorite actors. So what movie I had was he in that you ever watched? What? What other movie was he in that you ever watched? He was in Shutter Island. Okay. He never. was in Titanic. Never. He was in Don't Look Up. Never seen it. He was also in. Um, he's done a lot. He's done a bunch of movies. The one where he was like the what was he? Either way, like he's just oh Wolf of Wall Street. That's yep. also one of my favorite mm -hmm. movies. But yeah, so he came out with a new movie. So I'm like, I want to go see it. And in this movie, like, it was about a Indian tribe based in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And this Indian tribe was yeah. like... Indigenous people, please. Okay. Well, Native Americans. I'll say Native Americans. So the Native Americans, they were the richest tribes in the United States at this point in time. It was like the early 1920s. Oh. And they had, can I tell the story? Okay. <laughs> so they had a lot of money because of oil and because of like the land that they owned. And the white man was coming in to basically <laughs> take, their money. take steal their money and colonize. So Leonardo DiCaprio's character, he, uh, had an uncle and his uncle was Robert De Niro who like, lived in that area too. And Leonardo DiCaprio just moved to Oklahoma. So his mission was basically to marry one of the women of the Native American tribe mm -hmm. and get into the family. And they were like slowly killing 
the women and children off by like poisoning them and doing like a lot of like sick shit, which, you know, that created the genocide too, that they ended up doing towards the Native Americans. But the conversation with who I was talking to about this movie started because we were like, with black people specifically, cause that's the culture that I'm from, like we're too inviting. Like when it comes to like inviting people to the cookout, whenever I see so many videos of like, right. nothing that, yeah, it's like, they'll do a dance or something cool, right? And it's like, oh, you look at the comments. Oh, he's invited to the cookout. Oh, he hit that shit. And for me, it's like, we take that so literal to where like, that's also kind of why we're not equivalent or we haven't really like fought for certain things that we deserve because it's like, we're always here with open arms and so accepting while people are taking advantage of us. I mean, I'm Dr. Baby, you already know. Yeah, so I just think it was really fucked up. And um, there's a lot of famous people who, too, who became famous based off the culture and, you know, just, what is it called? Appropriating? Yeah. Like Post Malone or fucking Iggy Azalea, you know, they, they, they niggerish as hell for the first five minutes of fame. And then next thing you know, oh, no, I'm singing country. Yeah. <laughs> I heard um, in Britney Spears' new book that she dropped. Right. Yeah, allegedly, she said when she was dating Timberland, not Timberland, oh God, um, what's his name? Justin Timberlake. Oh, she is. Yeah, there was a point in time where like they saw Timberland and someone else in the club. Yeah, and like Justin Timberlake who just used to try so hard to like relate to them and like kind of talk um, as they would talk and try to like really be down. And she thought it was like cringy as fuck. Like she says this in her book. Yep. So that's just like another example of like, like what, are, like what are we doing? Why are we so open arms for every single body who don't truly deserve it? Cause they want to take advantage. I don't fuck with none of it. So don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I have respect and regard for everybody, but you're not just about to enter my house and just think that you can get all comfortable, put your feet on my grandmother's couch. That's not how any of this works. Mm -hmm. Like just cause I invite you over, that don't mean like, you know, you can just have access to everything. Like you gotta ask, you gotta show respect. You know, I, I think Eminem is a wonderful rapper. But like Lord Jamar said, you are a guest in this house. All right. Mm -hmm. Just go to him. That go to Elvis ass, who done stole everything from the blues and uh rock and roll. That goes to all of this shit. Like it's been happening literally since like even hockey. Like the beginning of time. You don't even see niggas playing hockey. We started there. Yeah. Nova Scotia. Get me started on this shit. That's how I get you started. We okay. If rock shit, we went around. I ain't, ain't land on me. Next question. <laughs> Chill out, all right? <laughs> and you real close to your camera. <laughs> all right, that got you fired up. You got me fired up. Fired up. All right, let's read the next question. It says, does your significant other have the password to your phone, email, or social media? Why or why not? So let me go first. Go first. So I don't have a significant other. But, but even did. when I did and when I do, mm. no, you cannot have access <laughs> to my social media, to my email. Okay. What? Because 
for what though? Like it's weird to me. Like, why do you need access to my email and my social media? What if something was to happen and someone needs to unlock your phone for emergency purposes? You can, mm, well, the thing with iPhones is they have a way where you can unlock it. Or someone else. Like, what if, what if you, like, I lost my phone a couple of weeks ago and I couldn't get access to anything and I might have needed to look into something. I couldn't get into my emails. I couldn't get into nothing because all my passwords was on my phone. I couldn't just reach out and say, hey, can you log on to your computer and type in email? Because I didn't know my damn passwords, let alone she so, didn't. Like, but how does that relate, though? You gave it to your significant other? passwords she would have been able to access the information i needed so i can get some work done but because i was being selfish with my information now nobody got access to it and i'm over here stinking yeah well that's your fault then because you lost your phone give you a quality example things happen. well for me no like either way i don't care how <laughs> you try to look at it like I, you're not getting access to my email and my social media because I, for me like I understand the purpose of emergencies, which, you know, in emergency situations, they tend not to happen that often, mm -hmm. but for a day to day. And usually when people have access to those specific um, private things, they tend to take advantage. Like they do want to just look through it just to look through it for reassurance. And it's like, for me, if I tell you nothing is going on and you don't have nothing to look for, and if you still have your insecurities and second thoughts, then that's another conversation. But for me specifically, I, and maybe because I haven't been in a relationship on that level to where I felt comfortable giving this information to someone, because there's a lot of private stuff in my email as far as like social security numbers, um, bank what? information. Number in your email. Because when I'm working with recruiters and de dealing with like, um, what is it like offers from jobs and stuff like I put I save and put all my stuff in a folder in my email. Okay, uh, make sure it's secure. Yeah, and when I was a signing agent, I have a lot of other people's social media and ID informations. Okay. So yeah, for me, no. Well, I think that's a very specific situation. Any event that you didn't have those things, and you have nothing to hide from somebody, you come off as a very genuine individual, right? What harm is it if someone has access to you? Because I think what we do is we project a little bit by saying, oh, if you have access to me, you're gonna abuse it. But For me, it's not projection, it's based off experience. Like experience- Not every individual. Giving someone else, exactly. And it may be something that I'm bringing to a next relationship where like, you know, I've given someone, what? It's trauma. It is trauma. Like, okay, that's fine. But either way, like I learned my lesson. So mm -hmm. going forward, like I don't feel like I need to do all of that because also you expect that in return. I actually had a conversation recently with my lash tech mm -hmm. and I don't want to give her name out there because like, I don't know which of her friends watch this or not. We don't but, want <laughs> yeah, I don't want her business all up out, out there, but her and her boyfriend had a disagreement because he wanted her to unfollow certain guys on her Instagram. And um, just because he did it 
because he knew that like she felt the way about certain women that he was liking on his page. So he automatically just unfollowed these women. So well, the same. Right. But she felt like if he did that, I shouldn't have to do that because you did that. But I, I told her, I was like, well, you know, he's expecting the same thing in return. So they had like a whole disagreement or whatever. And then it came down to, okay, well, let me see your DMs. That was a conversation. And it was, again, it's always like something else. It's like, all right, I gave you that. All right. Well, now you're not satisfied. Here's another thing. So for me, it's just like a snowball effect. It is. But at the same time, if you have nothing to hide, don't hide nothing. That's the thing, right? Like, if you want to see my DMs, go ahead and see my DMs. If you want to see... But, okay. Then it's like, all right, can I see your bank statement? Okay. Let me see who you're texting. Oh, let me put on your location to see where if you at. Somebody's doing with you or for you or to you. You can always say, I'm no longer um, being serviced by this properly. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to leave. Yeah. And I do feel like if you feel like you have to keep doing all of that stuff, then you already don't trust the person. So uh, some people just some people are just really, really um, greedy for information. Some people also are hurt trauma um, yeah, it's coming from insecurities. But that doesn't necessarily mean I don't trust you. It also means I don't trust myself, my own intuition. Sometimes I just I can't. I can't fight it. Like it's things in me that makes me uncomfortable with not having complete access to you. Is that a fair thing for somebody? Absolutely not. I don't recommend that for nobody. I recommend giving people their space and making them feel comfortable, but everyone doesn't have that same bone in their body. The reasons why you need to find someone who is also on that level of reassurance, because I think, it depends on the person too. Cause if you are that person that constantly needs reassurance, constantly needs information from your spouse, then you have to be with someone who accepts you for that. And is just willingly able to give that information. Cause there are people who feel like that is a boundary, even though they're not doing anything for you to worry about, but just the fact of you wanting that it crosses their boundary of them feeling like, okay, this is my stuff because I do feel like in a relationship, you still need to make sure you you still like know who you are. You still have that like um, feeling of like I'm an individual. I have my own life of things, which is work, family, not family, but like friends and stuff, which you can share with your significant other if you want to. But I don't feel like you should be obligated if you truly don't want to. And this is how what, when we go back to the previous conversation about first dates and everything. This is when people have to vet people because you narrow these things down before you get to this point. Now, some people, it does develop later down the line, especially if you put people in positions not to trust you. But at the same time, if you continue to show positive traits and you continue to walk through these things in your relationship, these won't be a problem. But I don't think people actually know how to do relationships properly. And that's why you get these things that tend to happen in spurts where Okay, we just got over this issue. Now here comes the next issue and the next issue. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to properly navigate through conflict and relationships. And the moment that communication issues arise and struggles arise, people don't know how to get out of that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it should be happening in the beginning of the dating phase either. Like when y'all are exclusively dating each other um, and there's constantly issues because that's another issue now with dating is like, 
the social media and people wanting to put boundaries on social media of like what you can and can't do, what you can or can't like, who you can't or can't follow. I and for rather, me it's like I would rather that be happening early than late. I feel like the conversation should be had. It shouldn't be like arguments after arguments based off social media. Like that is something that a friend has experienced and expressed to me where it was two relationships back to back, which, you know, they could be the um common denominator what mm -hmm. they're doing but you know you never get like the full truth you get their side of the story but that was always something that popped up was like social media oh you like in pictures of like our mutual friends i don't like seeing a name pop up and i just feel like if it's just a constant thing in the beginning for me specifically like that's a red flag and it's like if this is how it is in the beginning when it's supposed to be more happy moments and more of us like laughing and just enjoying each other's company no but i do think it should be like that because that way i don't waste my time unless i want to waste my time right but you can you can have these conversations without it being exclusive like you can tell someone what you prefer in a person mm -hmm. and if they tell you or they give any type of inkling that that's not for them then, then you don't have to waste your time Exactly. So that's why it's, to me, it's better to get that shit off early. Like, let me know what your red flags are. Let me know what you're not comfortable with, because I might not be the nigga for you. Yeah, but it's a way of communicating. Like, if you are arguing to get your point across, and that's what I mean. Like, if you're arguing and trying to tell me, like, no, you need to do this without having a conversation about it and how, you know, like you don't like specific things, it's how you come off and it's how you express yourself. Right. Because that's. Yeah can also cause conflict. That's what I call the beauty of the billions. There are a billion motherfuckers in this world, on this planet. I ain't got to deal with that shit from you. I'm not about to sit here and be arguing with your motherfucking ass because you got some issues from a pre-existing relationships. There's a billion beautiful motherfuckers out here. There's always somebody else, exactly. So I just feel like if something isn't serving you, what? I just made that up too. That was pretty good. If something isn't serving you, just move on to the next thing. That's the moral of the story. They always serve it. You feel me? Okay. All right. So we got two more questions. We're coming at time, but this one says, let's take it to the polls. So there is an upcoming election, November 7th. And it says, what are your top priorities? Are we talking about the, the local elections or are we talking about the presidential one next year i got my ballot in the mail so we are voting for a state senator okay general assembly okay commissioners and board of education okay i don't have an address <laughs> so huh? i don't live at my address i don't know who the fuck is on the ballot <laughs> yeah well you need to look this up either way this is this question says what are your top priorities when choosing a candidate? So for you specifically, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to, cause we are voting for the board of education and you do have children and a son who is in a public school. <laughs> so are these things that you feel like are important to participate in or like, what are your thoughts on that? I'm a little complex. Yes, obviously, it is important to participate in, but I do believe that it should be a national, excuse me, a national concern. And I think by us 
leaving education down to a municipal thing, it really makes the broad scope of education from the inner city specifically a lot less of a focus. So um, my vote wouldn't go to the people who need it the most when it comes to Board of Education, right? If I'm voting for that municipal board. Now, when it comes to uh, the gubernatorial and the state stuff, I don't know exactly what will be on the ballot, so I would have to do some research on that. Um, unfortunately, I didn't. Like, I've been a little bit other shit is involved in my life. Well, you still got time. We have until November 7th to go to the website and look up the synopsis of each candidate. But, um, you know, with, vote. with elections and the people who are at the state level, they do start at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So these are people that, you know, they start here in your local elections. For me specifically, um, I don't care about education uh, directly just because I don't have any children or I don't have any kids who are in school. And yeah. then state Senator, huh? Do you care where your money goes? Can I get there? Hold okay. on. Yeah. <laughs> so, but to that point, I don't care. But when it comes to my taxes and when it comes to just like children overall who live in my area, like I do care to know like who's in charge of that. Like who's the person um, approving like the books for the kids in the classroom, um, kids getting free lunch and stuff like that. Cause those are conversations that are had in these uh, education meetings with parents and faculty. And so that is- That's when I will push back and I will say, is that a municipal thing or is that a state thing, right? Does this, does the state control free lunch or does the city control free lunch? Like, I, I don't know. Well, that's when it comes down to you taking the initiative and the accountability to look this stuff up because they're not going to tell you on the ballots. Right. But for me, like I am going to look up these three people who are running and just get like their stance on certain things and like see what exactly does the Board of Education for this specific election take care of. And it's a simple Google search. Like it's not like OD research. Um, so yeah, that's let's broaden that because we do have a major election coming up next year. And I do think that the presidential election does garner a little bit more attention, not solely because of the president being the commander in chief of the United States, but just it's a, it's a national election. Like we all collectively take part and putting that person in office along with our senators or our house of representatives, etc. Um, do you have any focal points when it comes to next year's presidential election? Well, I do feel like we need to treat all elections like that, even the local ones. Like it shouldn't just be presidential. Mm -hmm. um, I do have strong views on that because like I said, People start at the bottom, like Joe Biden was a senator for uh, Delaware at some point in time, and then over the years worked his way up. Um, as far as my stance on the presidential election, I just feel like a lot of things can happen in this year, especially with the war going on. I'm hearing that it could possibly be World War Three. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of moving parts at this point, and I do feel like next year we're gonna just see a lot of different changes and a lot of different people popping out running so you know just look up these people like we said and do and vote 
who's in your best interest. Yes. Um, I naturally disagree only because I don't agree with democracy to begin with. I think democracy is probably the dumbest concept when it comes to actually creating a government because. So what do you think is the best way to do it? I think socialism, collective socialism is the best way to do it, where people who are actively educated to be put in place to make decisions can make decisions. But I don't trust people who just are not intelligent enough to make That's how dictatorships happen. I'm cool with that. Because guess what? You're not going to dictate. You're not going to dictate to people that don't want to be dictated to. That's where right? <laughs> overthrow governments, right? Because if you're not going to give us what we want collectively. We're going to do what we have to do to make sure that we do. But me personally, I just do not trust each other. Like, even we got Biden in the office. We got these senators who don't do shit. Um, we got these representatives who don't do shit. Oh, you can write them a I letter. Can't, I can't agree that like it's very archaic the way we have the democracy set up and them being in these seats for like their whole lives. I do feel like there needs to be some updates with that. As far as a um, democ not democracy, but like a dictatorship and socialism. I, I as for a dictatorship, socialism. And but you said you would prefer that over democracy. I didn't say a dictatorship. I said if that's what it becomes, then we can navigate that. I you would prefer can't because with a dictatorship. So, for I example, if we look at but I'm saying, like, if it becomes, this is what it will be. Like, if we look at like a North Korea, um, even China, for example, China, like China's not a dictatorship. I know it's not a dictatorship, but like I'm just giving an example of like how the government truly is in charge of everything, which is your social media, your internet access, like a lot of the things that we have like freedom to do, like they have to, they're literally being like constantly scanned through like government systems and stuff and getting approval to even just use the internet for certain things like a TikTok or whatever. So I don't know what that looks like, but I truly would never want to be a part of that because it does take away the individualism, <laughs> which allows you to just like be your authentic self out loud. And so, I think a, an extreme example, um, I do think it's other ideal examples that haven't been properly executed yet, which is why a lot of people do not want a completely socialist or um, communist government because most of them have fucked it up, right? But if we do it in practice and in theory, it should work. Unfortunately, that's not, that's not practical because like just being a human, like there's going to be some, um, there's going to be flaw. There's going to be people who take advantage of power mm -hmm. and to say that, all right, we're leaving it up to this group of people, like, uh, publicly, like these are the ones who are going to just run the government and they're going to be some people who like, they're going to do things based off like what they're getting specifically out of it for themselves. Yes. And that's not going to be for the collective. So I do just feel like being able to vote as a collective and having that democracy, like it does allow us to potentially put in people on the bottom as senators and then work their way up to potentially presidents. I think a lot of that is that's how democracy should work. <laughs> We're talking like literal. Right. But a lot of things that should go that way, it doesn't go that way. I think I think every system of government has its own flaws. America has propagandized itself to us enough to make it look like they're doing the right things. But us as black Americans, we all know that that is not the case. So 
I try not to put myself into this box where I think that this is the right way of doing things. I'm always looking for what is a better way of doing it. Now, I would say, go ahead. Part of that is based on my reading and different things that you know, prompted me to feel this way. But I'm also not going to tell you not to feel that way or anybody else. Everybody has their own individual way of thinking and they should think that way. Me personally, I just don't trust the idiot next to me as going to be the difference maker and putting this person into a position, whether it's a municipal seat or that it's the president of the United States. I don't trust that person. Reasons why there are organizations who they do push voting, but they push researching the people who are on your ballots and but it comes down to the people all right you will have those idiots or one or two um one-offs who don't look up who they're voting for and it's just like i'm pressing a button or i'm just clicking democrat because like oh i'm used to um -hmm. looking up democrat i think because now with social media and like as a collective we are able to see like different opinions of how people feel about certain um political candidates through the comments and it's allowing people to become more aware of these people and like what exactly are their agendas so i do think it is spreading awareness of like all right you should be looking up who these people are that you're trying to put into place so i think it has gotten better over time but again like i would prefer the democracy and like i'm going to execute my freedom to vote because it's there like if it wasn't there okay that's a different story but to just completely opt out because you just feel like oh this doesn't count to me doesn't make sense. I didn't say that, <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, but where's the mama? i'm not saying you said that i'm saying like it's like a general statement okay yeah but, it's just general but when it comes to spreading awareness i don't know if that's exactly what's happening either i think it's just people spreading their opinions and I think it's people that slanting one side or this side or that side. That's propaganda based off what? The news. It, and just speaking their extreme perspective. It doesn't have to be the news. Some people don't even have to watch CNN or Fox. And they'll feel the same way because a lot of it is trickled down from their families. Just like we talked about some people just press Democrat because they have always been Democrat, et cetera, et cetera. I think the easiest way for you to get the proper democracy is to have more political parties or more political individuals, because that way we'll see, all right, you actually meet the criteria that I'm looking for. That's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be at a point where there were more, um, more parties other than like the independent, the Republican and Democrat, but because of, things like people doing what they want to do and you know like it's never going to be perfect you do get like this party up against this party like you have to choose and it's unfortunate that we're there but i do feel like in this day and age like there's so there's so much more individualism and people um more people like thinking for themselves and like trying to spread awareness of that, that hopefully in the future we'll have more of an option when it comes to like the independent people running and people actually voting against those traditional two parties, the Republicans and the Democrats. Person. So we'll see. Fuck them both. <laughs> um, but let's get to the last question so we can get on. Cause you know, we'll keep going. This is, I have fun with this topic. Okay. <laughs> but we like a, a year ago we had that same um podcast okay so the last question is can you be friends with someone who's currently dating your ex 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I have no problem with anybody who's dating anyone that I've dated previously. Um, the same way they shouldn't have a problem with me dating somebody that they've dated previously. Like, I think we put too much emotion behind shit. But at the same time, I can understand why. Like, love does not disappear. So, for me, like any ex that I've ever had, I still got love for you. No matter what. We might not be on the best of terms. You might get on my nerves. But deep down, I value you. You were a staple in my life for a reason. I didn't do anything to necessarily hurt or harm you. So I don't feel the need to have this, this wall up where we can't be cordial and have a great rapport. So if he wants to be my friend, cool. If he doesn't want to be my friend, that's cool too. Um, I'm a friendly motherfucker, so. Cat. <laughs> oh, for you? So, to quote what you said, there's a billion people out here. Yeah. So, <laughs> with all of them people, like, no. I think it's weird if my significant other or my friend is dating an ex. I do feel like if that's the case, there was probably a point where when we were dating, when me and said person were dating, you may have seen them in a, in a light where you were like, oh, that's very attractive. Oh, that's really nice. Like you, you admired certain things that they've done for me. So when it came to a point where they were single, it's like, oh, hey, how you been? How's everything going? And now you're trying to like slide in and get that position as well. So for me, it's, it's the principle of it. I think it's weird as fuck. And I do feel like there is just so many other options out here. So many different kinds of people and so many connections you can build based off your own, um, you know, what is it? Groups that you run into who like similar things that you like. So no, like, I do not like that. Relationships are very, very difficult, aren't they? What do you mean? 50% of marriages fail. 73% of second marriages fail. People break up every single day. They do. So I observe as your friend, I'm a woman. I observe this wonderful man who treats you with respect and regard. And you two just were not on the right timing. It just so happens that our connection is genuine and real. However way you put it, like, <laughs> for me, I'm just not, I'm not saying that I'm not going to accept it. Like, mm -hmm. I give people the option to move how they want to move, do mm -hmm. what they want to do. For me specifically, if you are considered a close friend and you end up dating someone who I dated, I do feel like it's weird. I'm not saying I'm going to cut off that friend completely. I'm just going to look at you in a new light because it's like, okay, so were you potentially plotting mm -hmm. this person when I was with them? Because I just find it real funny how now that he's single, you and them are now together. So I think that's very strange and very weird. And personally, like, I'm just like, it's weird. I also do think that as humans, we do too much suppression of our attraction, right? Like if, if you are with a guy 
and I'm just supposed to be your friend. I'm supposed to turn off how attractive you are to me because you know she got a man. Blah blah blah. I don't think I don't think that happens. People do that all the time because we are human. Like you said, we are people. We are attracted, especially men. Like you are visual creatures or visual humans so you like what you like and visually if something is pleasing even if it's a friend you're gonna have that attraction factor to it but i feel like it depends on if you act on that but you can be attracted to friends and not act on it you can literally keep them in the friend zone but again that is that is a uh that is something you both agree on doing either we're going to stay friends or you're going to move forward and see what happens but i know there are people who feel like this friendship just means so much more to me and i truly don't want anything to taint that if the relationship wasn't to work because some people are just better as friends have you ever seen the tv show all of us no it has will smith um dwayne martin and elise neal it used to come on upn like I've heard of it. I never seen it. So essentially, Dwayne Martin had a baby with Lisa Ray. They ended up um, breaking up, and he moves on to another woman. Will Smith is his best friend. I think I've actually seen a couple episodes. Yeah. And then Will Smith ends up getting with Lisa Ray, and Mm -hmm. it's at the end of the day, you my best friend. So. I don't think that you should have dated her. But if this works for you, I'm happy for the both of y'all. Right. If it works for you, great. For me, I'm not doing that. I'm not judging other people if they tend to do that. But I'm saying for me specifically, I'm not doing that with a friend. If like your ex wants to become single. You're not going to be happy for your friend if they date your ex? I think it's weird. Like I'm going to voice that opinion mm-hmm. just because I feel like... You know, we are friends and friends should be able to have those kind of conversations. So I'm going to say, yeah, that's that's a little strange, but good that y'all worked out. But for me, like, I'm not doing that because I'm not viewing anyone who has dated my friends in that, like, attractive or not. I don't believe anybody's off limits except my daddy. You can't date my daddy now. You bugging. Now, now, Now you're trying to spite me. At the end of the day, like I said, love is love. I don't want people to turn off their their opportunity to fall into something that's such a rare commodity, especially love that works. Cause if, if it fails, it is what it is. That's why I wouldn't take that risk personally, because I don't want to risk my friendship for right. that is not promised. Mm-hmm. But if you feel so strongly that, yo, I know you and you such and such just broke up, but our connection is undeniable. Like, fireworks like i want to marry her i want to move whatever the case may be if that's what you want to do don't break this relationship up because now i'm looking at you sideways like nigga you seen i just failed with her what made you think you were so special yeah I'm, if i can't make it work can't nobody make it work with her crazy ass i'm that nigga <laughs> for me it's just it's a no like I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, I just can't with, cause for me, it's just the thought of like, let's say I was to date, a friend's ex just the thought of you and even though you know you never know the person's past and what they've done but because i know the person that you are with and like it is someone who i am close with for example like i'm picturing you with them like i have that image in my mind of like y'all kissing y'all doing different things 
<laughs> yeah, like I don't, I truly don't want to keep seeing that image because I know I'm going to keep seeing that image in my head. So for me, I just would rather not even look or think or even try to attempt to do that. That's all ego. You just got to let that. It's not ego. It's just my preference. Ego. Let it go. It's okay. Anyways, I, it's the end. My back hurts. Mine do too. I don't know if you heard this creaky ass chair. I've been trying not to move. No, I haven't heard it, thankfully. Yeah, we're not going to do the happy hour moment because this was literally just game nights and I'm exhausted. So and I'm sure you're exhausted too. Nope. I'm about to jump on the bed. I got another night of this hotel room. I'm about to enjoy it. $40 go a long way. So I'm about to. Turn up. What does that look like? Just jumping on a bed. Mm -hmm. No more monkeys jumping on the bed. Enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So if you want to be on the podcast, you can email us at woawpod at gmail.com. It's actually going to be in the middle right here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So guys, hit up our Gmail, hit up our DMs on Instagram, and we can connect and get you on here. So with that being said, we outside. We yeah. out. Oh, you, you do you shooting now? That's what you do. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah.